Hello, and welcome to Legendary Adventures, a Legend of Zelda podcast. This week we explore level 4, The Snake. I'm your host, Paul Riley. I'm a Zelda fan, exploring these series by playing through each mainline Zelda game in release order. That means I'm excluding spin-offs and multiplayer-focused releases. As we exit level 3, Jumanji, for the first time, we should have a clear idea of where to go. Yes, we did have the manual to help us find the first two dungeons, and we could consult the packed in supplementary map to help us find the third dungeon, but there's no in-game signposting, really, to point us in the direction of those dungeons. Here, that changes. Inside the Manju, we acquired a wrap, and players have likely passed at least one of two docks located on the world map. This particular dock is located on the lake, not far from where players started the game. With the raft, players can launch from the dock and reach an otherwise inaccessible island. Here we can see one of the first examples in the series of an item lock. While the original Legend of Zelda is often held as a game that allowed players to go anywhere from the start, it isn't really true. Docks prevent players from reaching two portions of the map. There's also a river just north of the lake that blocks off significantly more of the map. Roughly a third of the map is inaccessible from the start of the game. Players can cross the river by acquiring the ladder, which is located in Dungeon 4. Players can also access that third of the map by going through the Lost Woods, but that requires players to learn its secret before they can get through. So this is actually a design philosophy that's common in open-world games. Frequently, there are areas that developers do not want players to reach from the start, and they will be blocked off either by a certain story beat or a particular item. It could be a literal key, it could be a weapon, it could be a new ability that's needed to pass through. I'm going to refer to these as hard locks and soft locks. Hard locks will require players to have an item or a story beat completed in order to get to an area. Soft locks can be passed through if the player is skilled enough or if they just have the right information. Here's a few examples of hard locks in games outside of the Legend of Zelda series. So one example would be the bridges in Grand Theft Auto 3. Players run into closed bridges that prevent them from reaching other islands in the game until certain story missions are completed. Repairs to the Callahan Bridge have been completed. Since the explosion, engineers have been working around the clock to get traffic flowing between Portland and Staunton Island once again. For an example, one that uses an item, let's look to Batman Arkham City. There are shutters over certain doors in the game that cannot be opened until players acquire sort of an electrical charge device, a gun that shoots a charge that can be used to open the shutters. Those shutters lock players out of areas like the Gotham PD building. There are also doors within Arkham City that need the cryptographic sequencer to unlock. You'll find these in places like the museum where Batman has to enter a code. He also has to have acquired the right code key in order to unlock those doors. For an example of a softlock, we can look to something like Super Metroid. In the game, there is a room that's shaped like a scary blue alien, and it's also kind of out of reach. Players can try to jump to it, but they won't be able to reach it. However, after players get the space jump power up, they can reach it no problem. This seems like a hard lock, but in fact, players who know the wall jump can actually reach it before getting the space jump. Wall jumping is taught later in the game than this room is first encountered, and it's also fairly tricky to do. I'm personally not very good at it. I would never be able to reach this room with a wall jump, 
but there are people with the proper knowledge and skill that can do it and they can progress further in the game without needing the space jump boots. In The Legend of Zelda, The Lost Woods is an example of a soft lock. Players who do not know the particular exits to take will not be able to move forward through The Lost Woods. Players who explore the area can find a cave in the southwestern most point of Hyrule that will tell them the way to go to get through The Lost Woods. But until they find that, or until they acquire it through a walkthrough, they will not be able to get through Lost Woods. And we can find these hard locks and soft locks throughout the entire series, all the way up to Breath of the Wild, and likely the upcoming Tears of the Kingdom as well. To give an example of a hard lock within Breath of the Wild, just think of the Great Plateau. Players cannot leave the plateau without first acquiring the glider, and they can't get that glider without first acquiring the runes on the plateau. It is hard locked. Okay, let's get back to the original Legend of Zelda and let's dive into this dungeon. As with the other dungeons, the snake is shaped like the animal that it's named after, but you might have to squint at this one to really make it out. The head is made up of four rooms near the top of the dungeon, and the tail leads off from the western side of the map. Players start in the tail and then make their way up to the head. The dungeon is the first in the series to require players to find the item contained within it in order to complete it. It also introduces new concepts like dark rooms. If players have not yet bought a candle in one of the shops, they should before entering in this dungeon. So once inside, players will first travel west to a room filled with keys. Defeating them will reveal a key. Then they can head north where they'll encounter a new enemy called a buyer. These enemies hop around the room and they split into two red keys once they're hit. I personally find the bow to using to take these guys out from a distance is the most effective way to handle them. There's a locked door to the east, an open door to the north. If we head east, we discover our first dark room. It's filled with fire. It also has the compass inside. These dark rooms generally feature a maze of blocks or water that can limit to where the player walks. Using the candle will make the room visible. That way we can get through it, we can grab the compass, and then we can head back north. We pass through another room filled with keys. We get a key and head west. And then we find another dark room filled with fire. And we brighten it with a candle and head north. And we're going to continue north through a few rooms, brightening the, the rooms along the way as we need to, grabbing a few keys. We're eventually going to reach a room that once we brighten it, we'll see that we are unable to move forward. There's a stream of water across the northern end of the room that prevents us from reaching a door on the north side. We are forced to the east. This is what I was talking about. This is a hard lock within this dungeon that makes it unable to be completed until players find the ladder within this dungeon. So we'll continue through a door to the east. We'll have to clear the room of fire to open up the next room. And then east of that room, we'll find a room filled with two Zol, two new enemies called Likelikes, which we'll want to avoid. They eat the magic shield if Link has it on him. There's also bubble enemies to avoid. Those are the glowing skulls that bounce around the rooms, and if they hit Link, he's unable to use his sword for a short while. It's really not a problem, though, if you have the bow. You can fight the enemies from a distance, and not being able to use your sword isn't going to be a problem. Once you clear all the enemies in that room, you're able to push a block, reveal a staircase. Down the stairs, we enter into that same old 2D item room that we've seen. At this time, though, we'll find a ladder. With ladder allows players to cross single squares of water or other liquids that we'll encounter. With the ladder, that means we can now advance through the previously blocked room that had a stream preventing us from moving forward. We'll also be able to cross streams anywhere on the world map, allowing us to reach previously inaccessible areas. 
those areas that I was talking about before that are both hard locked and soft locked, that whole third of the map. So in the dungeon, we backtrack to the stream room and then we move forward by going north. As we continue through the dungeon, we'll find another first for the series, a repeated boss. Manhandler, the boss of the Manji, returns here as the mini boss of this dungeon. It's defeated the exact same way before, and we will find that other bosses from this game will make a return in later dungeons. We're also going to see as we progress through the series that our bosses are going to be repeated throughout the entire series. With Manhandla defeated, we can travel north to a room with an old man. He provides us with a hint that will help us find the fifth dungeon by saying, walk into the waterfall. We'll log that one away. Traveling east through a locked door will reveal a dark room with keys and a key. After brightening it, we grab the key and we continue east. In the next room, we avoid spike traps and exit to the south. Clear a room of fire to go through the boss door on the east. The boss of this dungeon is a multi-headed dragon known as Guliok. You must land hits generally on its head area, body area. Easiest to do it from the front while avoiding the fireballs that it spits. After a few hits are landed, one of Guliok's heads will detach and fly around the room. A few more hits, the dragon falls, revealing a new heart container and allowing us to travel north to collect a new piece of the Triforce. There's one more thing worth mentioning with this dungeon. It contains a secret room not marked on the map. Players can reach it by placing a bomb on the north wall of the map room, or to the east of the Manhandler room, or south of the final Keese room, west of the Vire room just for the boss. There are four entrances and exits to this room, essentially. The room is filled with rupees, and if you play your cards right, you can use it to bypass the Manhandler fight. Doing so, however, means that players are going to miss the old man's clue to find the next dungeon. Next week, we're going to head up, up, up the Lost Hills and explore the fifth dungeon in the game, The Lizard. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow along. I'm Paul Riley. Thanks for listening.